You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Yeah, just confidence. You know, he he knows uh, what he's capable of. He knows what this offense is capable of. And and he's just out there having fun, playing football like, like he did last year. Uh, but he's just more confident and uh, more relaxed and just uh, having fun playing ball. Again, you know, when you're able to – uh, he, he knew going into last year that what he could do, but when you go and prove it, uh, now you can kind of come out here and work on the little things, uh, continue to get better, and, and he's showing that. Adam Thielen talking about Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen has a little bit of a glow there. I think he has a skincare routine. I'm not going to lie. Oh, uh, most he, definitely. He, he has uh, Yes. He's got that glowing yeah. I'm going to say that glowing Declan skin. It's I think he's probably important. got a similar routine. Very, very important to uh, keep care of your skin care and get your vaccinations and do a bunch of things. Yes, it's very, very important to do all that. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Paul, man. Yeah. yeah. That that came out today. Yeah. Oh, and Thielen, I suppose, oh. you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Lots yeah. of pro athletes, my man. Uh, but, yeah, that's great skin, too. Like, that's really quality skin <laughs> right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I well, bet he does as much as Dex or more. Oh, he does more. I bet he does more. Well, that's a wrap on Mackie and Judd today. Uh, your skincare well, let's observations. Let's have Declan go through it. Let's, let's not actually. Let's recklessly speculate about the exfoliation <laughs> of Adam Thielen's face. Uh, today is a write that down Wednesday. We're going to make predictions that are statistically likely to be wrong, and we're going to hold each other accountable. Uh, but boys, I think speaking of accountability, because Wednesday is the accountability day on both Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily, we have received. And I've probably received the bulk of them because I choose to mix it up against my better judgment on social media. Yep. A lot of people wondering, all right, you guys think maybe it's time to admit that you were wrong about the Vikings, quote unquote, inability to build a roster around Kirk Cousins' salary. You look at the list of all the defensive players they've added. Sheldon Richardson just comes back. Uh, Pat Peterson, Brashad Breeland, Xavier Woods, Dalvin Tomlinson, right? I mean, they've, and then they, they move money into 2021 to make Daniil Hunter happy. And Kirk Cousins is still sitting there with the third highest cap hit in the NFL. And I'll just speak for myself. It has been my contention. Two, two real headline things have been my contention as, uh, as I sit here hoping that the Vikings can win a Super Bowl. One, I don't think Kirk Cousins has it in him to play at the level needed for four games in January and February, brightest of lights, road potential road games in the division round and the and the championship round. We've never seen it. We saw it once against the Saints. We've never seen it for like three or four straight weeks in big situations. He's in his early 30s. I just don't think he has it in him. Um, but the second thing is I don't think you can build a championship caliber roster with a good, not great quarterback making the third most money of any quarterback in the NFL. It just makes it really hard. The Vikings front office has done an amazing job sort of proving that to be not fully incorrect, but they've taken great advantage of 
veterans on the free agent market, bargain bin guys like Sheldon Richardson, who ordinarily would have signed for more money for a starting role somewhere else. So what do you guys think? Judd, do you think, do you think the notion that the Vikings can't build a championship roster around Kirk's contract has been proven to be wrong the last couple months? One, we have we have no clue. Like I, I think we all agree that they've had a, a very successful uh, past few months when it comes to signing guys and when it comes to redoing or retweaking, reworking a, a defense entirely that was obviously the worst that Zimmer has coached since he got here in 2014. But as far as the answer to the question, we don't know. Like, and I think there's, I think there's a little bit of uh, two different discussions here as well, because I am inclined to agree with you. It is my personal opinion that Kirk as the starting quarterback for your team can make your team good. You can be good. Statistically, you can be really good. Super Bowl, I don't see it. Um, But I think what people are missing the boat a little bit is this one. So, does Kirk Cousins' contract, and you know what, heck, the contract of anybody who makes a lot, does that stop you from making moves, period? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Dalvin Tomlinson's of the world can be signed. Um, and and because the cap is going down and Brzezinski is one of the best cap guys in the league, you also can find creative ways to create cap space that can bring in guys like Breland, Richardson, who are – um, who are bargain deals, but they could be contributing players. So those things are all possible. But when people say, well, you see, they could do everything that they wanted. They could do everything that they, that they, their little hearts desired to turn themselves from a, um, from a disappointment in 2020 to a playoff team, which they should be in 2021. My comeback is this. Don't forget the first week and a half of March when free agency started. The Vikings, no question, were in on the bidding for a couple of right defensive ends to, and and I don't, and I don't mean, yeah, uh, yes. And there were the the two guys. It was Lawson and was it Hendrickson? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, they wanted to pair with Daniil Hunter, an Everson Griffin-like player, now. And so the desire was not to have this rotating competition, which, by the way, as they open uh, training camp next month, they're going to have. The desire was to have an established, probably pretty highly paid right defensive end, which would have been great for the Vikings' defense. They struck out. Why did they strike out? Because if you can't pay enough, you can't get those guys. And then the second thing is, I appreciate the fact that the Vikings went into the draft and identified um, identified Christian Derrissaw and Wyatt Davis as two guys who can potentially start at left tackle and right guard. But they are going to be starting if they do start as rookies, okay? Don't forget the opening day when, when free agency started, Joe Thune was very much a guy the Vikings wanted. And just to, just to put this in context, minicamp right now, the first team offensive line has Rashad Hill at left tackle and yes, Dakota Dozier at right guard. If you had gotten done what you wanted in the first wave of the free agent period, Joe Thune, I don't think would be with the second team right now. If you sign him, he's your left guard. Ezra Cleveland, who's moved to left guard, is your right guard. So just because we think the Vikings have done a good job, which by the way, they have, you are still having to roll the dice on certain positions a lot more than you would like to 
because of a contract like Kirk's. And that and and we can debate if that's the smart thing or not. That's not the point. The point is don't forget the guys that they wanted to sign and couldn't sign and previously pre-Kirk by the way have signed. Uh but now there are limits on how far that you can go. That would yeah. be my that'd be my warning. Yeah, you're I mean you're at this point I th- I think you're not going to you're not going to build a perfect roster 1 through 53 ever and it's obviously the more you pay your quarterback regardless of whether they're good or, or whether it's Pat Mahomes or whether it's uh Jake Hutler or Kirk Cousins or somewhere in between right the more you pay one guy and by the way you can apply this logic Joey Bosa is making 27 million dollars to the cap as a non quarterback as a non offensive player and so it's going to become harder to build a champ like the as as long as you're giving one guy like fifteen to twenty percent of your salary cap, and sometimes you feel like you have to in the NFL. But the reality is, in the history of the NFL, going back to when when the salary cap was instituted, no team paying a quarterback more than thirteen percent of the cap. And by the way, you can replace the word quarterback with any player. No team paying any player more than thirteen percent of the cap has won a Super Bowl, and Kirk's at 17. Now, could you make the case that, all right, uh, the gap between the quarterbacks that get paid and the ones that are either backups around rookie-scale deals, that, that that gap has just widened, and the percentage that good quarterbacks take up of your cap is just going to be higher than it was 10 or 15 years ago because that's the way the market has gone, and, and some team is going to break that trend at some point? Yes, yes. Could the Vikings be the team? that bucks that trend for the first time in NFL history? Well, they've done a pretty damn good job putting together a defense on paper. I would say when Sheldon Richardson and Cam Dantzler are backups on your defense, you've done a pretty good job assembling a group of talent. And so I think we're kind of in wait-and-see mode. I mean, listen, like as I've been just sort of fighting back and forth with people on Twitter about this, like, admit that you were wrong. I will say, listen, hey, we are the most... I would say self-deprecating and transparent, like admitting when we are wrong. We literally have a segment every Wednesday on this show called Accountability Session, and we call each other to the carpet for how wrong we were. If this team, not even, I, w- I would say not even wins a Super Bowl. If this team gets to the NFC Championship game again, then I think it will have been proven wrong that they can't build a championship-caliber roster around that contract. But they're going to have to ask him now, because you, you can't build a perfect roster regardless, They've got some holes that you mentioned. They've got rookies along the offensive line. We don't know who the hell the kicker is going to be yet. I mean, that's a whole another conversation. And it's possible that some of the aging veterans on defense just never get back to the way that they used to play like Pat Pete. So the defense, maybe the defense settles in outside the top 10 or something. They're asking Kirk going forward, whether they ask him directly or whether they just ask him indirectly based on what kind of money he makes to rise above those holes and that adversity, right? Hey, man, you're just going to have to deal with two rookies along the offensive line. It might not be perfect. Garrett Bradbury, we might have whiffed on him a couple years ago, but he's the starting center. Uh, And if he's not, then Judd's guy Mason Cole slash Mason Storm is going to come in as a a backup. Like, he's going to come in, and you're just going to have to sort of deal with that as a guy who makes $35 million. So that's where I'm at with it. We'll see. You guys can dunk on us all day. If they get to the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl, and we will welcome it until the sun comes up the next morning. I just don't think the conversation is as black and white as you're wrong or you're right. I think the conversation is this, too. And, and so here's where let's 
delve into and deconstruct the words, the cap is fake. Because I feel like in this league especially, we get a lot of that. And look, there are times where it looks fake, but what's the why for that? The why for that, and this is the this is the sticky little thing with Kirk. The why for that is look at the franchise quarterbacks who make huge money, who every March they go to them, and fair or not, the loophole is I can restructure and redo your contract mm-hmm. seemingly as much as I want, right? So so Mahomes gets paid, huge payday. Patrick Mahomes is breaking the bleeping bank. And then very quietly, Pro Football Talk or some website reveals, yeah, he's breaking the bank, but for next year he's not because he's agreed to restructure his contract. Tom Brady, every time, you know, with the Patriots for years, and now again the Buccaneers, what has he done? They go to him, and he's like, okay, yeah. You know why? Because he wants Joe Thune protecting, a guy like that protecting him. Or he sees the upside to the defensive line having a pass rushing end who the team considers to be really good. So I would, the thing where Kurt, where the Kirk conversation to me becomes intriguing is this one. So he restructured his contract a year ago. He did do that. But like in this case, he's not doing that. And that definitely stopped them. There is no question that stopped the Vikings from making at least one move that they probably could have made and wanted to make. And so that's why I, I think this conversation goes into a lot of gray areas. I don't think it's your right. I don't think it's your wrong. I think it's let's sort of peel back the curtain for why why the cap looks fake at times. Does that apply to the Vikings? And also, as much as as good as Christian Derrissaw might be eventually, you know what he's not? He's not a veteran left tackle that you could either have kept in a reef or gone out and gotten because your quarterback, let's say, said, you know what? I'm more than happy to take a pay cut for this year. I'll get my money eventually, but the team's going to be better. And that's yeah. not even a criticism against Kirk. That's just the reality of what happened here. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, this nuanced Kirk Cousins Vikings discussion is presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. That's right. We can have nuanced gray area discussions about hot topics in Minnesota <laughs> sports. Um, crazy, right? So Federated's been around in Owatonna since 1904. They're one of us. They're also a bunch of Minnesota sports fans who work at Federated, too. So they, uh, they're along for this ride every day uh, with us. And you can find out more about how they can help elevate your business to uh, heights that maybe you haven't seen in terms of just making sure that you are protected, making sure that you get all the resources you need, federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect You like yours. that? You like that? Um, yeah, I think the biggest question now going forward is, is this team in a position or in a similar position uh, that it was after the 2017 season, at least on paper, where you think, all right, the roster looks great. Now we found out Xavier Rhodes had eroded and Linval Joseph had gotten old and then they had a bunch of injury issues and offensive line kind of fell apart. Like, But after 2017, the thought was, boy, you just this roster is ready to rock. Just need a better quarterback that can sustain a higher level of play. And maybe, you know, if you get into a shootout, you can rely on them to throw three touchdown passes and, and 300 yards, right? Um, is this team back at that point where you're saying, all right, all you need is for Kirk Cousins to come in, take the wheel, and uh, play at the highest level that he can, and this team can win a Super Bowl? Do you, do you feel like that? I feel like they've positioned themselves really well coming off a very disappointing season and made the majority of the moves that um, we thought they should have made a, a year ago and that they failed to make. So I feel like they put themselves in good position. I also feel, and I believe it was uh, 
NFL scouting combine 2018 in February, right before they signed Kirk. When um, that clip that we have played from Zimmer talking about flat out the downside to signing a quarterback to a huge contract uh, still plays a role here and, and is an important thing to keep in mind. But optimism wise, and do I feel that this team has a chance? Yes. And that, but, but that's why the pressure's on too. Like there's two ways to look at, at this, which is, oh, yay, the Vikings are going to be good. It should be great. And that's correct. But the flip side to that coin is the pressure's also on. And this team, I really believe this needs to win a playoff game. And in this conference, is there a reason why they can't make a run? I, I don't, you know what? I don't think they're, I don't, unless they have injuries or Phil, as you said, and this is the one thing to keep in mind, especially defensively, have certain guys decline. Because if they've hit a cliff, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. But if they haven't, if they haven't, I think that this team has the ability or should with Kirk or without Kirk, but you know, they've got Kirk to actually make a playoff run. So I, I the optimism is justified to me. I mean, I think what's frustrating to me and, and I think it's going to be harder to do this in 2021 than in the last few years, mm-hmm. people bend over backwards to make excuses for Kirk cousins and why the teams that he's been on as a starting quarterback for six years are 500, right? I mean, he, he has, if I'm not mistaken, I think his record as a quarterback or his team's record when he's a starter is exactly 500 with like two ties or something. It's like 51, 51 and two or something like that. Uh, if not, it's very close. And it's it's never about his deficiencies or his lack of being able to rise up in certain moments or when conditions aren't perfect. It's always blaming the things around him and saying, well, if this, 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 and this were fixed or better or perfect, and you put him in a spot where he's super comfortable yes. in the seat of a of a Ferrari, right? Then, then look what he can do. But that's not how the NFL works. Like, how often do you get to the January playoff stretch, and you've got five amazing, healthy offensive linemen, and all your weapons are there, and your defense is top five? Like, if you gave like if you gave those conditions to every quarterback in the NFL. There's a lot of guys that would win a Super Bowl. Pat Mahomes, like we saw Pat Mahomes. And by the way, Pat Mahomes, when he won a Super Bowl, didn't have perfect conditions. That defense was kind of shaky, but he's able to make up for any deficiencies because he's Pat freaking Mahomes. Right. And this is probably, in Kirk's career as a starter, the least on paper, on paper, and we'll see about the rookie offensive lineman, but this is the least amount of deficiencies that he's had to overcome in his career as a starter on paper. And so it's I think it's a reasonable ask to say, listen, if certain things pop up, if you're you know, if um Wyatt Davis isn't that great at right guard, just overcome it. Just overcome it. And if you can't overcome it, probably shouldn't be making the third most money of any quarterback in the NFL. So like yeah. overcome the small number of holes and ad- and adversities on this roster and uh and do it. No ex- as we said on Purple Daily every single day, no excuses. Make it happen this year. I'll give you the game in particular from 2020 that in 2020 they have to win. Like if I am to take them seriously, they have to. Uh, the, the one that comes to mind immediately is the Titans game. Um, and that doesn't even, I if I recall the score correctly, that doesn't even require Kirk to drive down the field late for a touchdown. It requires a field goal. That's the type of situation where you have to remove any excuses because you know what? Mm-hmm. In a two-minute drill, conditions can suck. They can, they're can they not perfect. The, uh, but you have enough around you, and your line has been built up 
enough. And and let's and let's go to this point too. Your line's not more built up because you probably didn't restructure. And so so in overcoming adversity to get your whoever it is, your poor godforsaken kicker into a position to make the field goal that wins the game. Um, you sort of made your own bed there, but your line should be good enough. But that was the game that struck me as uh, this is where your quarterback has to do something special game. And and a year ago, it's like, well, yeah, but Bradbury got pushed back, and he did. Look, I mean, Garrett Bradbury might not be a good player, especially in pass protection. I don't know. But in 2021, if you're going to do what we're talking about doing, that's a game where I don't care how you do it, and I don't care if it's pretty. you got to find a way to get into field goal position so as the clock expires, you win the game. I think that's an incredibly fair ask. Yep. Yeah, I think, you know, because there's a lot of numbers that show, hey, look how great he was in the fourth quarter. He had the most touchdown passes of any quarterback in the fourth quarter or whatever it is, and that's awesome. And he was amazing once they were 1-5. He played his best football basically in the garbage time section of the season. And that's that's another form of garbage time that doesn't get talked about. Well, look how great he is in the fourth quarter. After they were one and five, and after the pressure was did, off, didn't he have a really good fourth quarter in week one against the Packers when they were getting when they were down by like twenty as well? Yes, like stuff and, like that drives me crazy because it, it does it means nothing. And if you actually dissect it even more, if you look at the last six minutes of the fourth quarter, yeah, and dissect it even more when they're within two scores or less, when the game is still in question, in his career as a Viking starter, he has one of the worst sets of stats passer rating average yards per attempt, et cetera, of any quarterback in the NFL. Really good early in the fourth quarter, but you know what? If your team takes a lead early in the fourth quarter, the defense isn't always going to hold. Like, it's the NFL. It's an offensive league. And so if you get the ball under five minutes and whatever has happened up to that point has happened, and now you have a chance to win the game, uh, now sometimes does the defense blow it in the last two minutes? Yeah, okay, well, that, but they spent the whole offseason trying to fix that. So no excuses. Make it happen. I Sometimes it feels like, and we can do a whole other show on this some other time, but it feels like we're so afraid in Minnesota to set championship expectations and then hold teams accountable, right? There's this, you know, why can't you just enjoy watching sports? Like, no, we do. We do. (laughs) But it's been 30 years since one of the men's professional sports teams has won a championship in this town. The state of hockey, no championships. And the Vikings, the most wildly popular team across the upper Midwest, no championships. And so, no, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to, sorry, 10 and 7 and a first round exit, like, doesn't do a whole lot for me. Can I still get some enjoyment watching football? Of course. But why are we so afraid to set that bar and say, all right, guys, let's do this. Seven years, Mike Zimmer, let's do it. And I don't think we even know how to set them now. Like, I think we're a, we're a guy that can't get a date and like, we finally get a date and we don't know what we're doing. Like, we just have no idea. So we're like, well, I'm going on a date. It's great. She'll be great. And she's really mean. And we're like, but she's still great, right? Because I'm, I, I, I'm out on a date. mean. Our options are limited. Yeah, yeah but but, but I, I don't think we know how to. And and I think we are – I think part of the reason why people get mad about a show like ours when where we openly discuss, like, what the expectations are and, and it's not all Pollyanna purple Kool-Aid is because people are like, but – I mean, but if they win, it's great, right? And it's like, well, yeah, that's great, but you got to stack wins together to win a championship. You know, it's not – we should want our teams to thrive, and the only way to get our teams to thrive is that there's inherent pressure on said teams, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, we're not 
That's just I, the reality. No one is sitting here, you know, calling for no one's calling for crucifixion crucifixion or Mike Zimmer to be Crucific- crucifixion. Like held to I don't want anyone to cross. Crucifixion. Yeah. What did I, I say? Crucifixion. Crucifixion. You made a death word there, yeah. Is that a word? As yeah. a Catholic, I know it's crucifixion and you yeah. don't want any. No, no, no. I don't no. want anything to do with that. Hi, all religious viewers. <laughs> Judd. So, oh, um, by the way, before we get to write that down predictions, I think we owe it to uh, just do a quick little... The Twins got beat 10 to nothing last night in Seattle. And this episode of Talking Twins was presented by Dennis Kirk and DennisKirk.com, where it is riding season. If you'd like to ride far, far away from the hometown baseball team, yes. hop on a Harley, hop on a cruiser, whatever it is. Dennis Kirk has you covered with 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day, and shipping is free for orders over $89. DennisKirk.com, the best in the business. They will ship today. We're gonna win, twins. We're gonna score. We're gonna win. I got nothing for you. Oh, okay. So, thank you. Nice work. Yeah. Way to go, twins. I got nothing. Um, oh, nice job. J-Hap. Great stuff. Yeah, Glad great you're stuff. still on the team. Nice job, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Great work. Matt Shoemaker. Somebody get that guy some spider tack. Follow me. ASAP. <laughs> spider tack. I can't. Yeah, this is going to be fun. What a gong show. Let's go start Monday. We're gonna win. Twins, we're gonna score. Oh, hey, Phil. Hmm. How'd Byron Buxton do last night in his return? He certainly has to be back. So is he just, he's just hanging out in a hotel room in Seattle? Go hang, out with, go hang out with him. You're in go Seattle, dude. What, what yeah. is he what is he doing? Grab a cell phone. You know what you guys not, should do? Are they waiting for him to be 100% perfect? and Go to the market, and, and you and Byron buy a bunch of seafood, stick it in, in crates, nice crates, and ship it back here for Kellen Mond. Oh, yeah. That's a good call. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can at least get some use out of Byron if he's not going to be on the field. He's yeah. got some time on his hands. He'll just run all yeah, the way from the Pacific Northwest back uh, back across country, back here to Minneapolis. What did, did, have they commented more on this? Have, has anyone... Well, Has he, anyone done any reporting on oh, this? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He said two days ago. So he, he did a Zoom call two days ago, and he said, I want to play. They basically, you know, I'm ready to go. Let's go. This is frustrating. Um, and Rocco keeps saying, well, the residual soreness, though, the residual soreness. So, so Rocco did the only, the only um, in quotes, radio hit that he does is with the Sirius XM guys on Tuesday. Tuesdays? Yeah, Tuesdays. Yep. So he did it yesterday, and I was listening, driving home from the Vikings, and Rocco's on there basically saying, we got to get him to 100%. He's still sore because if he's 95%, Buck being Buck will turn it loose, and, and we don't know. But my question is this. Okay, he was a little bit sore when he, after he played for the Saints last week, okay? So he comes back and plays eventually, hopefully. He's going to be sore again. So what's... What are you even talking about? He's just always hurt. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt again. Okay, the latest from StarTribune.com. Phil Miller, this would have been early yesterday morning from yep. Seattle. So I, I don't see anything from, I don't see anything from like after the game or today. No, I don't think, I did not either. I looked for after the game. But he's this doing is, yeah. pretty well, but he's dealing with a little bit of residual soreness Yeah, from being out on the field. There were some times where he refrained from running full speed out there, maybe to yes. protect himself. 
So if that's, that's the fine. case, why would they fly him to Seattle? Correct. Why is he in Seattle if he's not playing for the Twins? Why I'm would just, he just be in St. Paul or continuing his rehab? I'm not sure what your former Twins beat writer Spidey senses tell you, Phil, but I I believe that there's a lot going on behind the scenes with this team that we have no idea. Like, there's a lot of things that seem weird. The Buxton thing seems weird. I'm not even joking here. Shoemaker and to a certain degree hat being on this team seems really weird to me. And he and you read some of these quotes yesterday, but I yeah. can't wait. That's how my swing is right now. I'm anxious. I'm pumped. I'm ready. I'm going to have to keep nagging at Baldelli until he puts me in the lineup. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So so is he is he being genuine and he wants to play and the doctors won't? Rocco won't? But I don't again, know. like if he can't play, why is he in Seattle? And what, just why is he not still rehabbing back in the Twin Cities? Why would you what, put him on a plane and send him out on a road trip? And what Rocco said yesterday <sighs> on on serious to that sort of question was he has amended his his answer to we want to keep an eye on Byron, like we want to see him progressing. Personally, it doesn't make a lot of sense, dude. I, no. I'm telling you, there's things going on. This feels this feels like there's a lot below the surface that we don't know about what's going on with this team. I'm not like ready to just fire everyone here, but my mm. opinion of this operation has changed a lot over the last 12 months. Yep. Let's just put it that way. Yep. Yep. Totally fair. Yeah. Totally hard, hard fair. To. So, anyways. Anywho. That's right. Number one twins fans here, Mackie and Judd. Uh, all right. We're, we're going to take organization a deep breath. called you out as the top fan. Yeah, what are you talking about? That was, yeah. They well, they uh, Dustin Morris took a yeah, Dustin took Morris sort of a, like in the bushes creeper photo of me. It's very, very flattering. Game too. the other night, very flattering <laughs> photo of you. I don't think uh, they are, and and by they I mean just like the twins and maybe PR. I don't think they're thrilled with how hard we've been on them. But you know what? It's all self induced. You guys have lost eighteen straight playoff games. You were supposed to contend for a World Series this year, and you're twenty six and forty one. So I mean. Sorry. All right. Let's take a deep breath. Let's make some predictions. Hold each other accountable. Mackie and Judd. Enjoy a weed-free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside. One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds in lake muck. Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your lakeshore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Yeah, the most transparent segment in all of sports media. Write that down. I'm Mackie and Judd, and I'm Purple Daily. We've expanded the franchise, and uh, we've got two things every single week. We've got Write That Down Predictions, and we've got the Accountability Session, where we keep track of batting averages and home runs. It's three predictions each week from everybody. They must be quantifiable. And if you want to participate as a guest listener predictor, why don't you try sending us a message through the brand new Score North app, free to download. 
You can just click the feedback tab and you can send well, you can send us a message, you can send us a video, you can send us a photo. Keep it keep it appropriate, please. We don't just want random uh, yeah, inappropriate I yeah. photos. I mean, I'll speak for myself. I mean, the last thing do, I want. But, okay. Judd hasn't listen, said anything. From listeners, which is awfully suspicious. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I like to leave things open for interpretation. Okay. Oh, that's fine. God. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, well, I'll tell you what's not open for interpretation. <laughs> the 3M Open. The 3M Open is open to fans. Open for a golf party, baby. Nice. Um, July 19th to the 25th at TPC Twin Cities. So I love. So Matthew Wolf has performed. I think he didn't he win it a couple years ago. He's performed very well. Yeah. Uh, at this tournament. And uh, you can go watch his quirky, weird swing. He's one of the best young golfers uh, in the PGA Tour. Come on out. Get loud. Wear your gear. 3M Open is open to fans. Again, TPC Twin Cities and tickets are available. 3MOpen.com slash tickets. 3MOpen.com slash tickets. We're going to get listener Seth in here in a couple minutes to make his predictions. But, boys, uh, are you guys feeling the pressure of one of the greatest, tightest batting average races bit. in the history of write that down these last couple weeks. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I'm holding the bat a little tight these days. Mm. I'm holding the bat a little tight. I'm a little Sawdust coming off the yeah. bat. Any gloves there, Judd? Or are, you, are you going bare knuckles? Just, just oh, bare, bare knuckles. knuckles. No, 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 no. no I am Lenny Dykstra at the plate, my man. No, I am no old pine tar. School. Just, just old knocking I got knuckles. Some tar, a little, little bit of tar. tar. Little stick em. Little I got to stick them, but I, but I got the, I got the stand against the bat. Okay. Declan seems like the type of guy that wears the Barry Bonds armor on his oh, left yeah. elbow. I am I am all about the accessories with uh <laughs> if I'm at the plate because if I, I can't hit, I want be. to look ridiculous. So that is uh that's kind of the goal there. That's when you, the are goal. you are you back in on softball or are you no, are you I have retired after my illustrious career and apparently I was just talking to uh, Bernie Lauer yesterday, the team is one in six. So remember last year when I had Oof. my concussion and they didn't lose a single game, they won the championship. Well, now the team has fallen apart, so I really can't oh. judge how my impact affected the team. Well, you know what you were? You know what you were? What? A good locker room guy. That's what oh, it turns I, out. I've always been a good locker room guy. That's, no, that's but, been the only thing, my saving grace, my actual athletic ability. He, he's the Mike Redmond of yes. the Hubbard yeah. softball team. Yeah, yeah. Naked batting practice guy. They going, miss you now. Wow, the team's do. not the same. They don't have that guy to galvanize <laughs> the entire true. ball club. That's very true. Very true. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready to... Hold each other accountable here. See Let's who do it. we had. I want to say uh, going into the week, we had like ten points separating the three of us in the batting title race, and then the listeners were within fifty points. Mm-hmm. So anybody's write this down. Race here. We'll start with Judd Zolgad. You had three things come off the board. You said Byron Buxton will play in hundred twenty games or fewer in two thousand twenty one. I believe mathematically that one hits either the. First game against the Mariners or wow. the last game against the Astros. Mathematically, nice he cannot play out to the more than 120. Director games. of content, because I would not be able to do that math. That is good for you. Good for well, it's you. not that hard. I, no, I take it, how it many games matter. the Twins have played. It doesn't, it matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Don't, don't, yeah, it just, you know what? I'm giving you a compliment. Sports Dad would have told you, you know what, Declan, just skip college. No, well, uh, no, but. Um, they hand out degrees at St. Cloud State, so I'm glad I went there. If I went somewhere else, I could under, I could understand what you're saying. You but. didn't go to St. Cloud State. Well, 
you went to the red carpet. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. What was what was your paper degree, and then what was your actual degree that you, like the thing that you really learned the most at Syncloud? I mean, I I learned the radio business. I'd like to think that I got a lot of good experience and in internships because of my time at St. Cloud State. I wouldn't be able to work for the St. Paul Saints, MLB.com, Score North, bring me the news, and a lot of that happened because of St. Cloud State. Work for Score North. <laughs> On the Mackey and Judd show, you know, we, when we, we get stacks of resumes all the time right. for producers, right? And we throw out anyone that didn't go to St. Cloud State. That's right. So Declan's right about that. Go Huskies, Will. Sure. Go Huskies, Will. Uh, Judd, you also said, however, that the Colorado Avalanche would win the Stanley Cup. Hey. And that the Vikings would trade Daniil Hunter this offseason. So you not were what wrong. I wanted to see. Yeah, not bad. Two. One for three. Yeah, I was. All right. I had one thing come off the board. I said sometime during last week's game against the Yankees, Donaldson yeah. versus Garrett Cole, that they will chirp at each other verbally. And uh, they didn't. It was, Garrett Cole just made quick work of Josh Donaldson in the yeah. first two at-bats. And then... Uh, he did stare him down at one point, but I did not see any obvious chirping. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing, actually. I think if, I think if Donaldson would have done something, I, like if Donaldson would have hit a bomb, there would have for sure been chirping. But Garrett Cole just kind of stoically went about his business. All right, the listeners had nothing come off the board, and Declan had one thing come off the board. He said Josh Donaldson will collect at least one hit against Garrett Cole. Did Whoops. not happen. And so, gentlemen. We're even tighter oh now here. Judd has retaken the batting average lead oh. Oh at 362. He has three home runs, also leads the league. I am four points behind at 358 with one home run. Declan is just eight points off the batting average lead at 354 with two home runs. And listeners are also within striking distance within 48 points at 314 and two home runs. All-time career stats. So we've been doing right that down for about six years. Uh, we've been keeping track of official stats since 2018. Judd, 161 hits, 11 home runs. I have 131 hits, 11 home runs. Listeners, 110 with 11 home runs. Declan, 54 hits and four home runs. All right, boys. Let's get our guy in here. Write Seth it down. You like writing things down. He's the guest listener Seth. predictor. Um, and I think Seth has stepped up last minute because we had uh, a last-minute cancellation. So this is like we like we called you up from the minor leagues we threw you on a flight. You haven't slept yet. You're, it's his pregame batting practice. Uh, everything is spinning. Are you ready for this, Seth? I, I'd like to think I was, like, at least just over at CHS Field. And it was, like, a quick, like, Uber over. You know, it wasn't that hard. Just hopped in a lift, uh, went five miles, and now he's at Target Field. Yeah. So Write it down. You like writing things down. So we're going to start with Seth. We'll go Seth, Judd, Declan, back to me. And uh, you just have to make sure your predictions are quantifiable. We'll all make three of them. Lead us off, Seth. Let's do it. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Coming off the news from Major League Baseball this week, I believe, uh, I'll say from now until the end of the season, just in case I miss any breaking news that I didn't see this morning, but from now until the end of the season, the Minnesota Twins will have zero pitchers suspended for using a foreign substance on the baseball. <laughs> you know, that's it's, probably very solid. It's disappointing because <laughs> at this point, I they saw. They should have tried. Yeah, the Athletic had some note I think this morning or last night where the Twins pitching staff ranks dead last or or like bottom three or something in basically every major pitching category, including fastball velocity. So. 
you know, maybe a little sticky substance would help them, I don't know, not get beat 10 to nothing by a crappy Mariners team. I mean, or if they were using it, maybe they should stop stopping now will help. You're yeah. suspended with pay, though. If you're a Twins pitcher, I'm cheating. If I'm if I'm not cheating before, I'm cheating now. Yeah, with because I get a ten days off with pay from this crappy right. team. Did Did you guys see? So Tyler Glass now the ace for the Rays. He now he's got. Is it like a partially torn yes. UCL? Like he's headed for Tommy John surgery probably. And he is saying, if if baseball had been more thoughtful and had given yeah. players more time to sort of plan for taking away their substances. He said he's been using the the bullfrog sunscreen and rosin combination, which, by the way, that's been very common for, I think, decades. Um, twins pitchers have used that combination for a long time, and hitters have had no problem with it. But he's saying he's had to the last two starts, he's had to use nothing. And because the ball is just like it's harder to grip the ball, he's had to change the grip on some of his pitches, and it's led to elbow uh, discomfort. So he's blaming baseball cracking down on yeah. – substances for him having to undergo Tommy John surgery at some point. Sounds more like a guy who likes spider tech. Sounds more like a guy who likes spider tech. The thing about it, though, is that there's a big difference between a little bit of of goo to get a grip and your spin rate increasing tenfold because you've basically come. Like, this is not, I I love how we're like, well, you know, and I, here's what I can't wait for, because we're going to get this one somebody's going to go into a game without it and purposely be as wild as possible and like throw at guys heads and stuff and be like, well, that's what happens. Did you guys wait for it? Trevor Bauer did like a pregame interview with, with the Dodgers local station. And they asked him, you know, Hey, what are your quick thoughts on baseball cracking down this? And he just, he's stone faced just looking at the camera and he, and he brings his right hand up above the camera line and he's got it. So he's got it just for the audio audience. His hand is facing his palm is facing down. He's got a baseball stuck to it. <laughs> yeah, right. And then somebody else, I think it was Brandon Webb on the Diamondbacks yes. pre or post game show. Brandon Webb literally had like a jar of spider tack. Yep. And was showing people how ridiculously sticky it is yep. and how you'd be able to take that even just a little bit of it and just get ridiculous breaking balls. So. Oh, Twins must have missed that boat. Write that down. What happened there? I think we're on Judd here, yep. your first prediction. Write this down. The Minnesota Twins will trade Josh Donaldson during the season. Don't Josh I? Donaldson will be will be traded during the season. I had the same one, don't I? Yeah, the, the rule is you can make yep. the same prediction in separate okay. weeks. If you make the same Two prediction eight. in the same week, you have to alter it. In Got some it. Way. So, I, so I don't have to then. Yeah, and I, no, te- I, I, I technically said by the trade deadline. Which, okay. which Josh could technically be a, I don't know, like a, it's post waiver trades and the, and the crazy stupid baseball rules. Think, there might be something. I think there. those are, uh, I think post waiver trades are out now. I'm not positive. I think they, I think they were out last year for sure. Yeah. But yeah, if I, I can up it if you want, or I can just leave it as Josh that's Thompson also, will be traded. You, you can leave it. You can leave it. It's up to you. But that's another thing. You know, baseball is so bad at just making its sport as easy <laughs> to comprehend and fan friendly as possible. Think about how many decades they've had a trade deadline. And then another magical trade that de- like people get the trade deadlines brilliant. It creates urgency. It creates big moves on July 30th, 31st. But then a guy would get traded on August 16th or August 30th. And people would be like, what? I thought the trade deadline was a month ago. Waivers, non-waivers, baseball. There is nothing in sports like the rule five draft. Okay. <laughs> draft. The rule five draft. Johan Santana. Yeah, man. Rule five guy. Write it down. You like writing things down. Scott Diamond was also a Rule 5 guy. All right, Declan. All right, my first one. Uh, NBA 
prediction here. I, even though the Chris Paul news has come down with him entering COVID protocols, I will say the Nets and the Suns will make the NBA Finals. So the Nets and the Suns will make the NBA Finals. Dude, the NBA, I know that LeBron and Steph and some of the big guns aren't playing, and you've got a bunch of franchises that haven't won a championship since the early 1980s, but there's some fun stuff happening right now. And there, there's a couple potential fun, like if the Islanders play Vegas in the NHL Stanley Cup, there's a couple potential fun things happening with NHL and NBA over the next couple weeks. Write it down. You so. like writing things down. Um, all right. I'm going to go a step further than Dex on this. I'm going to say Chris Paul and the Suns, despite the COVID protocol, win the title. Ooh. The Suns will win the NBA title. Is that a home run if it happens with two rounds to go and them not being the favorites? I think so. Nets are the favorites. Yes. I, I, I yes. think so, yeah. 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 It's not likely to happen. So. Mm-hmm. He's it's never played in the finals. Write this down. All right. Over to uh, Seth here. All right. Uh, I'll go ahead and make my NBA prediction then as well. Uh, in games six and seven combined, if game seven happens, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo will miss at least five second half free throws. <laughs> Amazing. Dude, what a choke job by him last night. So bad. What in the world? Well, and how how about Durant last night? Plays the entire game, what, 49 points? Yeah. Also, so James Harden was playing on one leg last night. He played like 46 minutes. He made one shot in 46 minutes and just sort of distributed and, I don't know, played some post-defense. And the Bucks couldn't figure it out. There are people calling for Budenholzer's head before Game Six. Like, can you get someone else in yeah. to coach the Bucks for Game Six? Charles said he wouldn't ha- wouldn't feed the dudes in the plane. I think last time <laughs> in like classic Charles Barkley fashion. Oh, Char- Charles has been he's on a on roll. One. He's been on one. He's yeah. been on a roll because he's mad now yeah. that he can't he can't call the women of San Antonio fat. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna leave inside the NBA in like Turner two years. Said you can't, can't do that anymore. You can't call women fat. That's what a piece of work. That that might be playoff editions of Inside the NBA might be my favorite TV show. Right next to The Bachelorette. I think we're back to uh, Judd here. Write this down. Fewer than five pitchers will be suspended for use of a foreign substance for the rest of this season. So fewer than five. So I, I think we're expecting this glut of, oh my God, these are... One, I think lots of guys are, are going to try and go cold turkey. And two, I don't know that the league really... Like, if you really wanted to do this, wouldn't you fine? Wouldn't, wouldn't you suspend guys without pay? This this feels to me like a reaction to the outside noise as opposed to baseball doing something that they believe in. And the fact that it comes in June strikes me as a little bit odd as well. So I'm going to go with fewer than five. And they'll probably all be Joe West guys because Joe West going to love this rule. Yeah, is this going to be like you see those funny clips on the internet where like security guards who are supposed to be <laughs> patting people's pockets down are literally just like doing nothing. Unless, like that's what umpires aren't going to want to have to deal with this. No, it's a every single pain. time a pitcher comes off the mound, right? It's a complete pain, but Joe West will. Yeah. You think he'll, about all the all the places guys. you're going to have to like feel for a sticky substance. It's Ugh. it's very violating. Like you're well, literally going to have to like just like you're going to have to check like the inseam of their because a lot of times pitchers will, like, the, under the bill of the cap is the most common place for a substance. And then sometimes, like, on the forearms or the neck, like, with the sunscreen and or, or like, with Michael Pineda Pine Tower. But pitchers will also put stuff on the inside of their waistline 
Drop so that like when you when you see those guys like take a deep breath and like pull their pants up between pitches, mm-hmm. they're not just they're not just like adjusting their pants. There's probably some sort of substance that they're putting on their thumb to get tack on grip a grip on the baseball. I think guys eventually are going to I'm sorry, going to check the ball. And I think if there's something hanky on the ball, guys might get tossed off that. But I, it, it's just going to be a pain in the ass. I, I don't think it's going to – I think they're going to make an example of a, a few guys, but I don't – I can't see them suspending like 10 guys. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. All right, Declan. All right, four-item parley at the U.S. Open. Wow, dude. Wow. John Rahm, Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa, and Bryson DeChambeau will all shoot at least five under par. So I, I'm putting the bar low, but I'm also putting my eggs in the basket that four of these dudes will all do that. So it's, it's, yeah. it, it's uh, you know, all these guys should shoot five under par, but I'm putting all the eggs that four of them will. So I, I do think this is probably a home run because I have four dudes. It is a home run. Oh, yeah. So John Rahm, Kepka, Morikawa, DeChambeau will all shoot at least five under par at this weekend's U.S. Open. Mm. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely a home run here if that happens. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep piggybacking here. Actually, I'm, I'll save my U.S. Open one for the end because okay. I want to make a Wolves prediction here real quick. Um, write this down. The Wolves will find a way to trade for Miles Turner this offseason. Oh, okay. And off the record, mm-hmm. if they do, I think this team has a chance, a chance to at least get to the play-in. All right, we're going to set a low bar. At Ayo. least get to the play-in. Be that 10 seed. That'd be nice. Play that they better get seed. to the play-in. For God's sakes. My, yeah, I mean, I mean what more? Just be, just be the 10th enough. team in the West, baby. Yes. The 10th team in the West. Just give us one play-in game. Yes. And some weird time slot. We don't even care. Write it down. You <laughs> like writing things down. All right, back to Seth, your final prediction. All right. Uh, I believe it's a, this is a Minnesota high school basketball prediction, nice. sort of. Uh, in 2021 and 2022, a player from a Minnesota high school will be a top five pick in the NBA draft. Ooh. So uh, Jalen Suggs would count, right? Yes. Yep. And then next year, Chet Holmgren. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think you're safe on this one. Very safe. It, and, so it's pr- pretty amazing. And Seth, are you saying in 2021 and 2022 if it just like either or like one of those both. two years? It, it's yeah. specifically both. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So this, so it's a par- this is a parlay. It's a parlay. This is a parlay. That's right. Yes. yes correct. Making sure he was all right there. Okay. I like it. Uh, well, Seth, thank you for uh, for jumping in here. Great prediction. Since you've got this life changing platform here, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this point? Well, I got to shout out mom, dad, girlfriend, uh, but also my roommates, Noah and Kenny, uh, inspired partly by this show, partly by Inside the NBA. We keep track of our own predictions every week. We hang them on our wall. We've got little (laughs) post-it notes. Uh, I am currently losing our roommate batting average race, so hopefully I can do a little bit better over here. Wow. So you've got the Ernie Johnson, like, yellow post-it notes just all over the place. Correct. Yep, all over our walls. Seth, what's the accountability? Is there a winner at the end of the year? Is there, like, a loser? Like, is there is there anything, or is it just bragging rights? Oh, it's just, it's just any time that we start to talk about sports and you, like, have a hot take, somebody will pull one of your bad takes off the wall <laughs> and be like, remember what you said? I love that. That's, uh, that's playing dirty, man. I mean, listen... We're all volume shooters in the game of Write That Down. But okay. you know what? Trash talk, man. Trash talk. Trash speed. talk. Yep. <laughs> all right, Seth. Thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks, dude. Thank you. All right, let's guess listener predictor, Seth. Okay, over to Judd, your final prediction. I have a 
wild Matt Dumba prediction that I looked for, and I have not made a Dumba prediction since before the pandemic when I predicted he'd be traded by the trade deadline at that time and obviously didn't come true. But this time it will. Matt Dumba will have been traded by the wild by the time the expansion draft arrives on July the 21st. So they're going to find a way to trade him before the expansion draft so that they don't have to expose him and lose him. Off the record, will, will it be for, for a pick or will it be for a player? Off the record, I think it'll be for a player. Okay. What but, the ex- but you know what? A pick mm-hmm. makes sense, too. What date's the expansion draft, Judd? July 21st. Okay, thank you. All right. Bill's going. Bill, Phil's going to go to a big yeah. festive Seattle Kraken party and get. Hammered. Dude, I, I, I'm excited for. Uh, there's, I, I'll tell you, Kraken fever is real out here. Yeah, you see, you see all kinds of like Russell Wilson jerseys, and you'll see Mariners jerseys around too. But uh, a lot of people repping Kraken hoodies, and just, I mean, there's no players to represent with jerseys yet. But like the Kraken gear is a thing for sure. Yeah. When are they going to name a coach? What's the rumor out there on a coach? Uh, aren't they interviewing? They're I thought talking they interviewed a couple guys like two weeks ago, but it's it's sort of taking forever to hire a coach. Yes, it's taking a long time. One of us has Bruce Boudreaux as the me. next first cracking. Yeah, Declan yeah, does. I, I don't me. think he's gotten an interview though. No, we'll see what happens. Fortunately, write it we'll down. You like writing things down. All right, Declan. All right, my favorite. Or my favorite. My last uh, prediction here. It's a WWE prediction. Hell in a Cell this weekend. Pay per view on Sunday. Hell in a, in a Cell. cell. Um. Very safe prediction here from me, but I will say there will be no major championship changes at this week's Hell in a Cell. So Universal, WWE title, and both women's titles are on the line. I will say there will be no major championship changes at this week's pay-per-view. Some, off the record, SummerSlam is a month from now, and that's going to be the first WWE Live pay-per-view event with fans. And there's rumors that John Cena could be coming back. I wouldn't even be surprised. There's other some surprise people that come back, and I think that's going to be a big shakeup. But I think Helena sells a holding pattern right now for WWE. They don't want to make any big changes, so no major championship changes this week at Helena Cell. All right, aren't they trying to? I, I think SummerSlam is inside that uh, new LA football stadium. That is right? correct. So they're they're correct. trying to pack that stadium for yep. SummerSlam. Correct. So they're gonna they're gonna pull out all the stops. John Cena gonna come back from his. I was gonna say he like his his, his B and C level acting crew, yeah. but he's actually featured in is it Fast Nine with uh, Vin Diesel? I, I, he might be, yeah. I, you guys, I see previews him. all the time. Well, he's just you I don't know, he wears the dude wears jorts he's in wrestling matches. Yeah, he's just why are you wearing jorts? Look at, you, man. look at you guys, you just rock guys. It's fine. No, no problem with it. Yeah, the Rock would, as the Rock did as about ten years ago, WrestleMania rock bottom him through the through the freaking floor. All right, write this down. Final prediction here, boys. Write it down. You like writing things down. Presented by our friends at PXG for a reason, okay? It's a U.S. Open prediction. Uh, and PXG has been helping not only professional golfers get better, but uh, even just like the everyday golfer like us. If you want to step your game up, PXG's got the new Gen 4 golf clubs. They've got the zero two eleven golf clubs, which if you're looking for something priced a little bit more within reach, the 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 zero two eleven golf clubs are probably where it's at. But uh, if you're looking to up your game, and you're looking to look sharp, PXG Minneapolis and Southdale Center has you covered. Find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. John Rahm will win his first career major this weekend at the U.S. Open. John Rahm, who has a terrible taste in his mouth, no pun intended, well, got no uh, taste. when he got pulled off of the course as a six-stroke leader going into the oh. final round of the last tournament he played in, 
because of COVID. He's ready to rock, I think, assuming, uh, and he's going to win the U.S. Open this weekend. Right now, I know okay. Judd's going to be glued to that all weekend. Right there, I love, I love U.S. Open. I'll probably watch a the, the large fescue. If you're in the rough at the U.S. Open, you are, you are screwed. You are screwed. You're absolutely screwed. Look at you, screwed. Declan, pulling out fescue. That was very impressive. It's always, it's always, uh, it's always a, a tough. I like the majors. You got, you got to be on the fairway at the U.S. Open. You are screwed. You are, you will, yeah, but, you will bogey. But that's incredibly difficult. Yeah. Do we have another like that's an, hard? Yeah. Another breaking NBA news bomb. Kawhi Leonard expect to miss Game yeah. Five against the Jazz, Correct. and he might miss the rest of the series. So what? What's wrong with Kawhi? He's got a knee injury. Yeah. Okay. Well, the NBA playoffs are taking a little bit of a hit because they've been damn good so far. I just, I just want the Wolves to play some relevant May basketball. I don't even need June. Just now, some relevant May basketball. Think about this one, and I know it didn't come close to happening because of how the last game went, but think about if the Wild had actually upset the Golden Knights. Now, I don't think... Okay, would they have... I don't think your opinion of Colorado a little different now that they just got... You know what? It's I think Colorado still beats them, but the point... But my point is two rounds, two rounds during this awful Twins summer slash spring season, two rounds of hockey playoffs... It would have been fantastic. I, I know we already so did. Fun. We already did our uh, esteemed and acclaimed talking twin segment today on the show. But like, well, just have you ever in your life, including some of those bad teams from like the early two thousands and the nineties, have you seen a more dead ass, unlikable Twins team in your life no. watching this franchise? No. Not a team I expected this much from. No, and and here, so in 2011, when they fell off the table, there was never a to me. There was never a question of like, is Guardy's job safe? This is, I'm telling you right now, I see the parallel between the 2010 Vikings and this Twins team, uh, because I sometimes don't know what Rocco's doing. Who did, who do you think it's? Who do you think gets fired after this season? Do you think do you think the poll ads just sit there and let everything remain status quo and just say, well, you know, it's just sometimes, ah, uh, you know. Is that how Jim's going to talk? I think yeah. they yes, might. That, that is how he talks. I I, I think Jim Polad might do that. I don't. I think they got to make some moves though, right? Like I think somebody's got to go here. So here's my question. Here's my question off of this whole thing too. How good is Wes Johnson now? Like, how good do we think Wes Johnson is? Uh, not. He's not. Well, but I'm saying, like, it was, you know, he, he's, he comes from college and he's got all these ideas and Wes, you know, and he goes out to the mound and talks to guys. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Jay Happ and Matt Schumacher, it doesn't matter if if you had the best pitching coach out there. They, they, those guys Does are bums. Though? No, those guys are but bums. It goes, but it goes beyond bums. that. So, yeah, but the entire bullpen, like the Twins' whole thing is we get these guys and we turn yes. them around. We change their lives. I mean, th- this is like a weight loss guru, and he gets all of these fat p- people and they gain weight. And and didn't uh, didn't Lance Lynn pitch also under Wes Johnson a few years back too? Mm, I think yeah, Wes Johnson sure. was the pitching coach. I think then. So, was that was not sure. yeah not not. Um, but the but my point would be, you've got these guys who right. come in. And like Judd said, the advertising that the Twins are doing to these free agents is, listen, you come in here and we are pitching gurus. We will we see something in your pitch repertoire, in your mechanics, and we will find that beacon that you can walk toward and change your career. Right. Like that's what that's what they do. And it's been the opposite. Rich Hill comes here. And I mean, there are some injury issues there. Then he goes to the Rays this season and he's amazing. Right. Lance Lynn comes here, worst season of his career. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I don't know. Something's uh, 
Uh, you, you can't just run it back with the same. I think with all the same key uh, figures in 2020. Wes Johnson was hired for the 2019 season, so he was not here for uh, okay. for, for, for Lance Lynn. But yes, okay. I, I I don't know. I'm going to go with those guys are bums. I, I, they're not completely absolved. I'm not saying Wes Johnson is not at fault, but but those guys are bums. If the bullpen was going, if the bullpen was going well and the two starters weren't good, I would agree with you completely. But the bullpen's awful. Colomay's not a the thing. Like people think Colomay's a bum because this is the first time you've seen him and he's been a bum this year. This is the first like really bad season of his career. Why yeah, is he hurt? Is he like what? Why is it? Is he just? Is this just the season where he's grooving every pitch randomly for the first right. time in well, eight years? His it, oh man. If he comes back and pitches for a team in uh, 2022, it's, it's going to be, if, if there's baseball play, it's going to be super intriguing uh, because if he's if he's cooked, then they basically didn't see that coming, which I mean, and, and look, I don't expect miracles, but if a guy is falling off the cliff and his previous team, for which he's been pretty good, is like, see a dude, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to get him. At some point in time, there has to be an expectation that you can identify if a guy is that cooked, right? Yeah. I, I can't just excuse things here. I'm so sorry. I'm very upset about it. We're gonna win, Twins. We're gonna score. Gonna... Such a just an unnecessary five minutes of Twins discussion there. I'm really glad that we did that. Yep, the, ther- the therapy is still coming here. You guys, I'm 51, and I watched Cruel Summer with Dawn last <laughs> night instead of the start of the Twins game, which is, I mean, I think it's it's for teenagers, okay? Yeah, it is. Like, that's how, how bad Dawn this like is. It? It's a guilty pleasure. Oh, okay. All it's right. just a guilty pleasure. But I'm you. saying, is she going to watch You've Got Mail this week? We, watch, we watched it last night. I don't even oh, want to Oh, you start. watched two movies last night? Uh, no, Cruel Summer's uh, freeform television show, oh, an guess. hour. Okay. I watched You've Got Mail last night. I'm excited. I, got, I think I'm going to watch it. I got takes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is an iconic 90s rom-com. All right, let's uh, let's put a bow on this. We'll come back tomorrow for Reckless Speculation Thursday. Our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson. And don't forget Judd's minicamp observations every day on Purple Daily this week, too. We'll see you guys. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.